You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. So come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Our meditation is the inspiration. It's about the school of love, but everybody needs an inspiration for entering that school. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8. Love never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now I know in part but then I shall know just as I also am known and now abide faith hope love these three, but the greatest of these is love. And somebody said, Amen. You remember on Sunday that we said that the life of Jesus Christ is the what? The light. You see, the life is the light. You and I are accustomed to studying 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verses 1 to 8a. In fact, sometimes just from verses 4 to 8a. Love is patient and kind. Okay? But there is something about what the Bible says about love that makes it an inexhaustible subject to study and internalize. It is so fundamental to spiritual life and power that we really cannot get away from it. Here are a few things. Like I said earlier, John chapter 1, 4 to 5. In him was life. The life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. 
and the darkness did not what comprehend it okay john 13 34 a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another john 15 9 as the father loved me i also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things i have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you that your joy may be full verse 12 this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends and you are my friends if you do whatever i command you first john 4 7 beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone who loves is born of god and knows god he who does not love does not know god for god is what is love in this the love of god was manifested toward us that god has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him in this is love not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another no one has seen god at any time if we love one another god abides in us and his love has been what perfected in us first john 4 17 love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of what judgment because as he is so are we in this world yes just the way he was love personified so are we that's why when we when we die we're going to judgment we are working uh, majestically yes confident because we understood the revelation of the nature of god and we walked in it verse 18 says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love verse 19 we love him because he first loved us proverbs 10 12 hatred stirs up strife but love covers what all sins love covers all not some all romans 13 8 
owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love has to inspire us. Because that's the object of our study. How to be inspired by the love of God. To express, reveal, manifest God's character in the world. So where do we find the inspiration to persevere in this journey of love that produces the God nature? That's the only thing that produces the God nature. The Bible says when, when you and I are, 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 are entering into the unfathomable dimensions of the length and breadth and height and depth of the love of Christ that is beyond uh, understanding we will be filled with the all the fullness of God. Amazing. In other words, the more you fathom the revelation of love and walk in it, the more you will be behaving like who? God. The nature of God. The character of God will begin to be manifest in your life and in my life. We go back to our text. 1 Corinthians 13.8 Love never fails. Never. Love never fails. That's an absolute statement. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, why is he uh, referring to that because these are the things that people are really excited uh, about brother John tomorrow go to the embassy you'll get uh, absolutely and you go there where are you here where are your papers no reject uh -uh. they told me yesterday I will get they told me yesterday you have to give me man said hey, they told you okay take he comes back. Now, something wonderful. Uh, yes, so wonderful. Everybody's excited. But the Bible says, all those things will what? They will come to an end. They will come to an end. He said, that, that word fail there is actually terminate. You know, they will cease. You know, they, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't need them again. He said, whether there are prophecies, they will come to an end. And you know, you know, you know. I went to Nairobi in 1975. A young man came and met me. He said, "My name is so and so. I'm born again. I'm baptized in the water. I speak in tongues." Wow! I thought that was exciting. Why was this so? He said, because you see, you see, some people will say, "You know, I speak in tongues." Do you want to? Hear me? <laughs> I have some strange... Uh, yes, you haven't had that type before. <laughs> people are proud of that. These are p things people boast about. You know, the gifts that they have. You say, but in the final analysis, they too will... Uh, 
Oh yes, they will end. Okay. Whether there is knowledge, Pastor Elton told us that uh, uh, a preacher was preaching, then God revealed to him that uh, one Mr. John or something had committed adultery. He stopped the sermon. Brother John, stand up. Spirit has just told me you committed adultery yesterday. True or false? True. So Brother John, that's what Pastor, he was teaching us about gift with wisdom. <laughs> so Brother John got up, his wife got up, his children got up, and, uh, and they never came back. <laughs> when he was teaching us on gift with wisdom. But you know, you went to, you, if you go to a church like that, everybody will be very uh, excited. Say, now you've committed adultery, don't go to church today. Ah, hey, hey, I pity you. <laughs> they will soon call your name. You know. They will name you, I'm telling you. So see, when they do something awful, they're like, I won't go today. I think this pastor's uh, revelation lasts about a week or two. So I will, I will attend somewhere else for two weeks so that new, he will be seeing new people. <laughs> and the apostle says, it too will come to an end. We know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. So, on this journey of spiritual life that leads from earth to heaven, we are told without equivocation that love never what? It never fails. So what exactly does this mean? It means that love never expires. You know, even after you are dead, it will still be working. It never comes to an end. Not in this world and not in the world to come. No. So if you, if you still are not working in love, you are not getting ready for eternity. At all. If you don't understand what it means to walk in love, you are not really ready for, for, for God. Either to use you in this world or in the world to come. By comparison, prophecies will fail or expire, come to an end. Prophecy has two arms. The exposition of the truth about God and his word and the foretelling of the future. Both of them. When time gives away to eternity, prophecies of both forms will expire and end. For obvious reasons. What is being expounded here will become common reality. Okay? And the future in eternity is God himself. Okay? With whom we shall dwell in timelessness. So you don't have to talk about future. There is no time. You know, there is no time. You see, change is what brings about time. A bit time and change, uh, they go together. And, and once there is no change, there is no time. That's why they say God is the same yesterday, 
today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, so, so let us understand this and begin to uh, uh, really be citizens of heaven. Passing through the earth. The next thing that we end are tongues. You know, the Bible talks about tongues of men and what? Angels. First of all, we know that the tongues of men will come to an end. Why? Because in Genesis 11, tongues of men was judgment, Abby. They were all speaking the same uh, language before they went to build a monument for the glory of man on God's earth. And God said, uh-uh. If you want to build, build to the glory of God, not to the glory of man on the earth. So, okay, let us go down and confuse the earth. Yes. So, tongues of men is a judgment thing. So, you, you don't expect it to cross uh, uh, life. You cannot cross life. So, tongues of men is a, is a judgment call, really. And when it comes to the tongues of angels, okay, that's what we speak when we say, speak mysteries to God, okay? The Bible says when a man speaks in a known tongue, no man understandeth what he is saying in 1 Corinthians 14, 3. It says, albeit in the spirit, he is speaking what? Mysteries, Okay? So those mysteries will cease because we will no longer need to connect and transcribe our prayers into the language of heaven. No, because we will be there speaking the language of heaven. As disembodied spirits living in God's holy presence, we shall speak the language of heaven. The way they speak it in heaven. Can somebody say amen to that? The next thing that will expire and vanish is knowledge which refers to the revelation knowledge of God and of his Christ necessary for salvation and godliness okay so, so why are we uh, studying all this to know what it really is required of you and I to position ourselves prepare ourselves for eternity with who Yes, that is where we are going. It's not to, 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 to live here however you live, poor, poor, no, 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 whatever. But if at the end of it you didn't make heaven, uh -uh, then everything is a, a loss. Yes. For the end of everything. No, I know I've told you here before that every Christian must be known in three places. You must be known on earth as a Christian. You must be known in hell as a Christian. And then you must be known uh, in heaven. Yes, must be known in those three places. Okay? Our Lord Jesus Christ hinted that um, there is knowledge that you and I need to explore. When he said in uh, the parable of the sower, unto you. It is given to know the what? The mysteries of the kingdom of God on this side of eternity. Okay? But now when, when you are studying to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, once you cross the other side, ah, you are in the kingdom of God now. <laughs> so you won't need that type of uh, 
knowledge, okay? But we're going to come to another type of knowledge. We are told that the level of knowledge needed by man, which here is called knowing as I am known, will come into fulfillment and so will no longer be needed. In other words, all these things, and don't forget to, that all these things we are talking about, we still know it in part two. Oh yes, sir. that's why you cannot pontificate to and say it must be like this. Ah. The Bible said we see like in a mirror dimly. Yes, so yes, so you see. We're just we're just trying to understand something that is really, really complicated and deep, but just to have enough insight to make sure we are on the road. Yes, yes. That's why the things that are so clear, ah, we have to grab them with two hands. We have to grab them with, with two hands. Okay. Right now, all knowledge is partial and can never be complete until eternity. It is amazing the level of advancement of human knowledge in things like astrophysics, physics, chemistry, histochemistry, molecular biology in particular. It's amazing. But you know, some people might be thinking, ah, we are knowing everything. Ah, I don't think we've scratched the real knowledge on the surface. <laughs> because you see, I saw one WhatsApp the other day. I, I don't know if I mentioned it before. It, it made me very sober. Because they showed where we are on this earth. In the, in the Milky Way. A tiny dot. And then they showed where the Milky Way is in the galaxies. Another tiny dot. And then they showed where these our galaxies are in this another tiny you know before we thought the, the worlds are thousands of planets after some time millions of planets after some time billions of planets now trillions of tr uh, planets now trillion trillions of planets honestly but do you know the one that uh, has now uh, made everybody really sober that the world is still continually expanding yes so, so now, now to, to, in, in spite of all of that and don't forget to, all of that thing that they're saying the black hole this and the other is still all partial knowledge you may get there and find that it's a totally different uh, oh yes all those explanations don't really tally with the truth. You know, of course, you know where we started. The world is flat, Abby. Uh -huh, that's where we started now. The world is flat. And that if you continue working, one day you get to the end and fall out. <laughs> and all the people that say the world is round, they killed all of them. Yes. They say they should be killed. They're confusing the world. Uh-huh. So now, now, see where we are now. So, so, now there's some foolish people are saying, oh, we are getting to the, I said, we are getting to where? <laughs> you haven't even scratched it on the surface at all. At all. But the Bible says, you see, all that knowledge, once we cross over, it will what? You'll be seeing things, all these things that people are speculating, you know it, you know, clearly. Okay. One of the things that will happen in eternity is that we shall have perfect knowledge of where we are coming from 
there are quite a few thinkers who believe that we shall begin a new kind of knowledge. I'll tell you why. That even though this type of knowledge I have mentioned will cease, there will be a new type of knowledge. We'll get to that. You know, we'll get to that. But before we go further into that, we must dismiss childish thinking. What? He said, when I was a child, I thought like what? A child. What exactly does this mean? Spiritual childishness abounds in this inability to distinguish the spiritual from the carnal. That is what you call childishness. The book says that they that are in the flesh cannot what? They can't please God. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do not do. If you did it in the flesh, it is not acceptable to God. And yet, there are people in the church that cannot tell the spiritual from the carnal. You know. So you and I need to really put away, you know, and, and there are still many people that cannot distinguish the worldly from the godly. You know, they're still confused. Okay, is this worldly? Is this godly? That is childishness. That is childishness. You know, there comes a time when you, when you should be able to tell yourself, if you behave like this, if you talk like this, if you dress like this, you are what? Worldly. You are worldly. But if after so many years in church, you are still saying, uh -huh, nah, is this worldly? Then you are still a child. You are still a child. Because you see, if you and I lived by the Spirit, the Spirit himself will be the one uh, telling you that uh, you, cannot, you cannot do like this. You, you can't behave like that. You see, it's when we don't focus on the things of the kingdom that we lose sight of where we are going. You know, we lose complete sight of where we are going. The spiritual mature the spiritually mature articulate the priorities of life in the context of eternity, not of time. In other words, when they talk about their life, they are talking about what God will uh, approve. How they will see it? How are they seeing this thing I'm doing from heaven? That's what is important to you. How are they seeing it from heaven? Will they approve? Will they, will they agree with me? That's how, that's how the spiritual think. And so it's, it's important to, to, to really bear this in mind. Okay? These priorities of spiritual babies were defined by our Lord as what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Unbelievers who are natural men and spiritual babies who are carnal, they have this preoccupation. Materialism. You know, uh, 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 when their value system is material, materialistic and worldly. And worldly. And that's why churches can be very carnal. I tell them all the time in our own organization, you see, that when you come to a pastor's meeting and you say, Pastor, how many were you last week? Last month, we were 20. How many are you this month? We are 20. What is your offering? 
we had 20,000 last month. What is your offering this month? 20,000 this month. Pastor, there's no progress in this church. <laughs> you know, there's no progress. If you bring this kind of report next month, we will have to change you. Okay? So what is the value system? Totally cannot. What is totally cannot? It's not about the kingdom of God. It's about the money. It's about the money. And so you can be in an organization and you don't realize that everything we are doing here is cannot. It is cannot. Because our value system is cannot. So it's important to understand that we are going to heaven and we have values and we are looking forward to a life that will be compatible from here. It's compatible with the life of who? God, yes. Something that we are living a life that is compatible with the life of God. It's not just religion. The spiritual men and women are focused through the mind of Christ they have acquired on how the kingdom of God can dominate the kingdoms of this world. That's their preoccupation. Because the Bible declares in Revelation chapter 14, the kingdoms of this world have become what? The kingdom of our God. That is it. That's their preoccupation. You know, how can the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of my God? When whole ministries are driven by image, success, wealth, resources, or a carnal, competitive ambition, you immediately know that they've become stunted in their spiritual development. I, I heard about a pastor that was posted to a, a place. Okay? He went to that place, you know, for, and then he was there for two years, or three, two or three years. Then another church posted the a pastor uh, to that same place. In six months, the number of people going to the other pastor's church has overtaken uh, his own. They told him to come back. <laughs> that he doesn't know what is... Uh, mm -hmm. They told him, come back, come back. So they are not talking about the quality of people in that place. You know that some, when Jesus preached once, and, sang and gave food. How many people came? 5,000 men, not counting women. And uh, the next day, uh -uh, nah, there's a place where they're giving a uh, free lunch. Uh, let us go. Everybody is looking for him. Master, we are looking for you. When they now came, say, you, you are looking for me. It's not because you want to hear the word of God. It's because you ate bread yesterday and you have food. Don't, don't labor for the food that perishes. He looked at No, I don't, don't think he will give to the... <laughs> I don't think he will give to the... Okay, so well, some people were still uh, patient to say, okay, let us wait. Maybe he will give today. And then Jesus then started. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. He said, now let us be going... <laughs> <laughs> Let us be going, you know. This matter has ended. This man wants to turn us to carnivores. <laughs> you know, Jesus really changed the subject. 
to ensure that the people are genuine. And the Bible says from that day, many of his disciples, they went home. They went home, they didn't. And Jesus turned to the twelve and said, Ah, what are you waiting for? Why not join them? Then Peter answered for the, Ah, we can't go anywhere. Because you have uh, the word of eternal life. That is it. So you see, people come for various reasons. You know? Now, now, in the next thought, verse 12, we read, For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just I also am known. This is why we say that no matter the depth to which human knowledge has grown, no matter the depth to which spiritual knowledge has grown, the totality of it all is still partial. Still partial. It is when we get on the shores of eternity that the whole world system, with all its limitations and ignorance, will become plain. Can somebody say amen to that? That is why we look forward. I must live my life so that I don't miss heaven. I don't miss heaven. But then the Bible declares that we are going into eternity with three things. In verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is what? Okay, so we begin with faith and hope. The relationship link between faith and hope is knowledge. The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing, yes. You see, it's when you have knowledge, then you can have faith. And when you have faith, then you can have hope that that thing that you believe, which you, you, you learned and have come to believe, that one day you will what? Experience, yes. So you see, you, it's important to, to, to understand the link between knowledge, faith, and hope. Without knowledge, you cannot have faith. If you have faith without knowledge, then it's a superficial faith. That's why the more you understand the revelation of God in Christ, the more you understand the revelation of our redemption, the stronger your faith. Take a scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Many people still haven't entered into the power of that scripture. When a man is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. So old things have a Say, behold, all things have become. You still see people that are traveling to their village. What are they going to do? They are looking for one calabash that their father buried in the backyard. You know? They are still thinking that some, 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 some goddess is extracting uh, tax from them. I always tell people that those of us who live in Lagos. We understand this matter very clearly. Because in Lagos, there's a place we call boundary. How many people know boundary in Lagos? Eh? Okay. Okay, what is the meaning of that boundary? Do you know many people know boundary, but they don't know the meaning. Boundary means that 
That road they call boundary, that particular road there, that is the border between Lagos Protectorate and Western Region in the colonial days. That's why they call it boundary. But now, what is it? What purpose did it serve? There's something they call bicycle license. How many of you know bicycle license? I see. It's a small metal. You put it in your spoke and, and screw it there. Bicycle license and tax. So you see, when the Western Region uh, uh, local authority pursues a man for bicycle license and tax, as soon as he crosses that boundary, he's waving. <laughs> Because their authority stops there. Their authority stops there. They cannot now arrest him. They will be waiting for him to come back. Yes! Boundary. It's a, it's a freedom uh, line. You cross it, the power, the, that, those people cannot cross it to, to, to arrest you. And you see Christians, they have crossed their spiritual boundary. That's the, oh yeah, come up here, your tax here. And they say, sorry, I'm coming. So, it shows that they don't know, they don't have knowledge. They don't have revelation knowledge. So the, 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 it is important to understand the, the relationship between knowledge and faith. So when you have knowledge, then faith can now rest on that. Okay? Therefore, if a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So you begin to command all the old old, old uh, uh, oppressors, you know. And because you have knowledge, you have expectation, because you have faith. You know, without expectation, there is no faith. So, because you have knowledge, you have faith, and because you have faith, you have expectation that when you give your authority, they will have to bow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so you have a relationship between knowledge and faith. And that's why those who don't study the Bible, they don't have knowledge. When they say they have faith, there is no basis. There is no basis. Because knowledge is the basis of faith. The more you know, the more faith you can have. And then that faith now is the substance of what? Hope. Yes. So how do you know how do you know that you are going to go to heaven? Because I have knowledge. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And take you to myself. So that where I am, there you may be also. That is it. John 14. You know, there you may be also. And so, because you have that knowledge, you have faith. You have faith that Jesus is preparing a place for you. And so, you have, you have hope that one day you'll be in that kingdom. Okay? So, that's the relationship between knowledge Faith and hope. Okay? The fullness of the Godhead was revealed in Christ Jesus. Now, if faith and hope are going with us into eternity, because you see, the Bible says all these other things are going to end. 
But the three that will abide is faith, hope, and love. They will abide. They're going to follow us there. Okay? So if faith and hope are going with us into eternity, then a new kind of knowledge must be available. This must be new mysteries of the eternal God in his unlimited nature. You know, you can only have a little glimpse of God. That's why he said to Moses, Ah! You cannot see you, but I, I will just uh, cover you, see my back. You know. But then when we get into heaven, it will be a new thing again. Because you see, that means there will still be knowledge, there will still be faith, and there will still be hope. All working there. Now the fullness of the Godhead was revealed in Christ Jesus according to Colossians chapter 2. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells in a bodily form. And you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. We are complete in him by faith on this side of eternity. But on the other side of eternity, we have hope that we shall have his fullness. Okay, that's why the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called what? The children of God. Verse 2, brethren, now we are the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall what? Be exactly like him. Because we shall see him as he is. Okay, so now, what is the next statement? If you have that hope now, <laughs> if you have that hope that one day you will be like Jesus, what is your job now? You start to do what? Purify yourself, yes. If, that, if you really do have that hope, then you should be purifying yourself every day as he is pure. So, so you see, you have knowledge, you have faith in that knowledge, and then the hope of realization causes you today to begin to purify yourself. So you can see that when people are living carelessly, you know, they toy with sin, that means they don't really have hope in eternal life. They don't have hope. Because, you see, if you have knowledge and you have faith, then that hope will cause you to prepare yourself for that eternity. You know, to really uh, live uh, uh, as someone who is going to heaven. Here we see the combination of the three. Knowledge brings faith and faith brings hope. But this hope will turn to reality when our Lord Jesus Christ appears. What we shall become is now what we will call the original Adam before the fall. Okay? The way he was when he was created but this time, with immortality. Okay? He that overcometh, I will give to it of the fruit of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. That is it. So you see, now, by the time we will meet Jesus, we will now put on immortality. The same body he rose from the dead with. That's the same body you and I are going to put on. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, how do all these now connect with love? 
No. Because love is the character of God. That's the nature of God. That's, that's the way he, he, he operates in everything. Come with me to Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Because faith and love are partners. They walk hand in glove, like we say. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that counts is faith that is what? It can only walk through love. Oh. Faith that is walking through love. That's the only thing that will count. Okay. It's not a faith. It's not a faith that is a head thing. No. That faith in God is producing the love that will allow the faith to walk. You see? It is, it's an intertwined thing. Now, I, I have faith in God. And then, because I have faith in God, I begin to love God. And then that love is helping me to have more faith in God. You know, when you are, you are walking in love, there's confidence. You see, if, if somebody is in love, so go to uh, my, my wife, go to my husband, tell him that I'm owing you 10 naira. He will, uh, pay, he will pay you. He will pay you. You know, you have confidence because of the love that is binding you. And, and, and when there is no love, then faith becomes so mechanical and artificial. Because the Bible says faith is going to work. And that's why when your heart is not melted in love with God, ah, then you, you, are going to, you are not going to grow spiritually. Because that faith on which you are standing, it is going to work because of love. Going to work through love. In fact, some translations said faith is energized by love. So if you're going to, your faith is going to work, it must, it must have love for God and then love for man. Okay? So now, here is where we are going. Okay? Some Bible translations tell us that, uh, yes, first we have knowledge, then knowledge brings faith, then faith kindles hope that we shall be like him one day. Gratitude then gives rise. So it's gratitude. That's why the Apostle Paul said, for the love of Christ uh, compels us. See, gratitude is what now brings that love. You know, when you say, say ah, why, why, why are you like the man that um, uh, 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 was about to be crucified during those persecutions? He said, 86 years, I have served myself. For six years, I have served my God. So, ah, what more can he do for me? Fire, here I am. Yes, fire, here I come. Yes. You know, gratitude. So, so when there is deep gratitude, ah, then there is love and loyalty. Oh, why are you waiting here? I say, ah, I'll have to wait here. Because, you see, that man, when my father was ill in hospital, they said we should bring 150,000. He just paid it. Say, yeah, yes, I have to wait here for him. He told me he's coming, so I would. Another person said, ah, look, oh, this man, uh, 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 I cannot uh, wait for him. He leaves. Said, because there is nothing that connects them. But when you know how you are connected to God through Christ, how he gave his only begotten son 
to redeem you and I from hell. Your heart is deeply what? Grateful. Grateful. And that's where your love is coming from. Deep gratitude. And so when you don't have that gratitude, you don't have a natural relationship. It is so mechanical, particularly when it is predicated on uh, material things. You know, when it's predicated on material things. I always say to people, don't forget, uh, there is nothing special in anything the devil can duplicate. Oh yes, if I have money and unbelievers have money. If I have this and unbelievers also have it. The Satanists also have, well, this one also have. It is that one that I have that they cannot have. Aha! That is what makes the difference, you know. That is what makes the difference, okay. For those whom he foreknew, don't forget what I told you. Maybe I haven't told you about this scripture. That it totally, totally revolutionized my Christian life. For those he did foreknow, he did pre predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So that Jesus himself would be the firstborn of many brethren. So nobody should be telling you the goal of your calling in Christ. The goal of your calling in Christ from eternity is to be like who? Jesus. Yes. That is the goal. So don't let anybody give you any false standard. And don't follow anybody's standard. Just keep your eye on Jesus like the Bible says. Okay. So this is the end result of the interaction between knowledge, faith, hope, and love. First John chapter 4, 16. So we have known and believed, the Bible says, the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in who? In God, and God abides in them. Yes. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is in heaven, so are we in this world. Yes. That's why the, 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 we have to have your inspiration for bending over backwards to love God with all your heart and then on the horizontal level, Show love to your fellow men and women. Yes. Yes. We are not talking now about love between husband and wife. It's inclusive, but this is the general, the broad-based love of God that makes a man not steal money belonging to others. Yes. You know, you love them. That's why, you know, I, I always tell this story about a gentleman that... Uh, had accident on, his jeep fell into a pothole in, in, in Bagada and some assaulted and that's how he died. Okay, after he died, they went and covered that uh, pothole. It, don't, think, don't you know they were asked about that in heaven? If that man died prematurely and didn't fulfill the purposes of, somebody is going to answer for it. Who didn't fill that uh, pot, or they gave him money, yeah. He chopped it. Yes. There's so many things people are going to answer for. Because heaven has a record of everything. 
Heaven has record of everything. Okay, so now we come back to, uh, as, as we bring this to a close, we come back to 1 Corinthians 13. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. And the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? Because love is what transforms us to become like who? God. Yes. That is it. He who abides in love abides in God. Always remember that. He who abides in love abides in God. But we cannot end here because faith, hope, and love are following us into eternity with God. What that means then is that there will be new knowledge of the infinite God that will beckon us through faith to climb in hope to a deeper understanding and expression of the divine nature and love. In other words, we, will not, we, will not, we haven't gotten to the limit of knowledge the moment we cross over into eternity. No. Okay? What that means in effect is that the knowledge we need for our redemption, we can describe as basic knowledge that relates to the earth. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself, he hinted on that in his conversation with Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 11. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, Jesus said, and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. Now listen to verse 11. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I begin to tell you about what? Yes, there, is still things, things, there are still things there. If I begin to tell you about heaven and, and, and the unlimited and, and limitless God. When I begin, to, how, how will you even begin to comprehend? No one, Jesus said, has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Okay? So, so we, we begin to sense that part of the reason why faith, hope, and knowledge are going to follow us into eternity it's because we are still going to need them. We are still going to need them to get into a deeper and deeper revelation of who the God we have come to hold on to truly is. And how, in spite of that, he condescends to enter, look at me, to enter into my life and be bothering about me. You know, these are, these are some of the things that will boggle the mind, even in eternity. How someone who needs nothing, someone who is uncontrollable, someone whose power is unlimited and limitless, can choose to be limiting himself. You know, can you know what we say in the world? Uh, uh, absolute power corrupts uh, absolutely, yes. But here is God with absolute power. And yet, there's no unrighteousness in him. So, so there is something about that that you, and, that you and I can look forward to. That by the time we cross into this eternity, oh yes, there'll still be place 
for faith, hope. And that faith is going to need that love, okay, to take us into that hope. Because that faith can only walk through love. So if you're not used to loving God now, you're just uh, into all this entitlement mentality. I'm paying my tithes regularly. Therefore, no fly must cross my food at all, at all, you know. So, so you, you, you have not stopped to drink into the unlimited nature of God's love so that having been taken into it, you can come out loving people, okay? With the love of who? Yes, you know, sometimes you find people that they're so, they have so much difficulty to forgive. I said, why do you have difficulty to forgive? Didn't you hear Jesus said, you that have been forgiven so much yourself, why are you holding another to ransom? It means you don't, have a, you don't have a heart of gratitude for God's love and forgiveness for yourself. You see? And is that knowledge now that those who have been forgiven so much are obligated to forgive others that immediately says, okay, I give up. I give up. I must do according to the word of God. So where then do we find, by way of conclusion, the inspiration to love while here on earth? Because we suddenly have become aware that knowledge will bring us faith and faith will bring us hope. But faith is the substance of hope and only love will impart the divine character and transform us daily to become like the one who came down from heaven. And then showed us the way. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Someone ought to say here tonight, from today, I shall walk in love. At home, at work, in church, everywhere, and anywhere. By the grace of my God, I will walk in love. Bow your head and let us pray. Bow your head and let us pray. Because you see, it's eternity coming into time when we walk in love. It is eternity coming into time. Bending over backwards. Because I want to show the, the world the character of God that is in me through the redemption. I want the world to see the character of God being manifested through me because of redemption. And if you have not been walking in love, then check, maybe you lack humility because you cannot love without humility. Loving people is serving them and it does take humility. When we love people, Jesus said, that's what you should do. Follow my example. I love people and I serve them. So, if you have not been able to walk in love. Perhaps it's your humility. Perhaps it's the unforgiveness. Perhaps it's the bitterness. Check. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you why you have not been able to walk in love. And then, and then just, just throw it down and say, Lord, I bring an end. I bring an end in my life. From now on, I will walk in love. I will walk in love. 
so that the life of God will be manifest through me. And then when we cross over into eternity, then we enter into the deeper dimensions of the love of God that makes him to manifest such wonder of love that while we were yet sinners, that's when Christ died for us. While we were so undeserving, that's when he sent his son to rescue us. Ask God to melt your heart. Say, Lord, melt my heart. Give me grace to walk in love, in humility, with the servant spirit. Give me grace. Give me grace. So that I will continue to purify myself and continue to grow in the nature of my God until I see you face to face. My brother, my sister, we are journeying to heaven. We are journeying to heaven. Our home is not here. And so that journey must be continuous. And don't let the things of this earth distract you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on his wonderful face And the things of this world Will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace Shall we stand? Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full on his wonderful face And the things of this world will grow strange In the light of his glory and grace. Don't forget, my brother, that when we have love, then we have light. For that's the life of God. That's the light that will shine into darkness and drive all the devils that trouble you away. Oh, yes. It will generate so much power and heat to crush every enemy. So as I want you to put your right hand on your chest as you pray. I want you to say with me, Oh Lord my God, by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I will walk in love the way Jesus walked in love, that my life may be filled with light all the days of my life. Oh, yeah, say that prayer yourself. Say it. I must have light. I must have light. I must have light. And that means I must walk in love. For in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Father, hear us, we pray. And raise for yourself men and women whose light darkness will not quench. That the kingdom of our God will flood our nation with light and cause your glory to be manifest. Let the revival begin, O God, as your children walk in love. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. And all the people said... listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banek Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.